down reality lane here on a Sunday afternoon I'm walking down reality lane it's my Sunday afternoon walk I'm bouncing down reality lane So for you, where does music come from? Does it come from a place of happiness or sorrow or neither? I don't know. Um, it's not quite happiness, but it's just... What do you care about more than anything in the world at this time in your life? Huh, I don't know. What do you want more than anything else? Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want. or 50s and they were just driving down this little road and people came out of the sugarcane fields with machetes and robbed him took his wallet and they thought they were going to die thought they were going to be chopped up with machetes. I actually do feel kind of lucky nothing happened to me in two months of being yeah. on the road alone. From 1126 of 1954. That's just some homemade record, a one of a kind, you know, just like blank tapes back in the day. Yeah. Just hold. Can I myself? We're not listening to the Beastie Boys right now, we're listening to this. Hold on. Right. These these records play from the out from the inside out. These homemade records. Hold on, John. Well, I suppose it was a girl's call. What is it? Well, that's the girl who bloom with youth in her cheeks and the cheeks of the youth in her bloomers. Oh. <laughs> Mom's getting a big kick out of this. She wouldn't even talk on this, but she'd laugh at it. <laughs> I get a kick out. Uh, let's see. All right, Al, you had one there about old Liberace someplace, didn't you? Oh, uh, oh, did you know that he quit playing the piano? He did, how come? Uh, he's going to fiddle with his brother George. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you, these are, the more you listen to them, the worse they get. Uh, we have time for any more? Oh, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. Okay, uh, 
Of course, you, you know the old saying by old Frank Hemingway, you know, that uh, seduction is for sissies, but a he-man likes his rape. Oh! oh. <laughs> These crazy laughs. Well, you know what, uh, you know if a, a centipede of pine and a quadruped of quart, how much of a precipice? <laughs> well, that's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. Kind of weird to hear the woman laughing at the, at the rape joke, huh? Yeah. Okay, I got the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember that. They're screwing the revelry. Then the worst part is, is that, okay, all this fish that we're getting from the ocean, we can't eat them anymore. We can't eat it. We're toxifying it. Then we're toxify ourselves. So all these people that don't think, there's a bunch of idiots in the world that don't think that if you do something in one side of the world, that it's not going to come back and bite you in the ass. And I'm just sick of those idiots because you tell them, hey, look, you know, then they point out Roman, like I tell people, don't bomb the world. Don't, don't blow it up because all that radiation is going to come back and blah, 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 blah. And then they go back to the Roman period. Oh, we learned in history in Roman, I go, did the Romans have catapulting nuclear warheads? <laughs> uh, radiation? And I go, no. I go, yeah, they didn't have that. So they could obviously catapult one section and not devastate the world. But if you gave the Romans nuclear bombs, there wouldn't be anything left. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, you should meditate on that. I'm like, what is there to meditate on? You know, people have to understand. It's very simple. And we got to figure it out. We either live peacefully together, or we die together. That's it. There's no, there's no in between. And if we keep on doing what we're doing, there won't be a future. And I hate to say that because I have a 17-year-old kid that I'd like to see grow up. I'd like to see have a family. I'd like to see all my friends, and I'd like to see everyone in the world have a family. And just like, I'm a Star Trek fan. I loved Gene Roddenberry's dream that eventually the whole world came together. Money went away. Everyone got free healthcare, everyone got free housing, free education, because they got rid of money. The, and the world actually came together, and it was one, what everyone fears is a one world order. Well, what happens if everyone is, every government comes together, but to bring the world together, to actually take care of the world, to like solve problems? What if you have a world congress? The idea of Gene Roddenberry had was is that people evolved enough to get over the petty religion, God, politics, land, oil, money, racism, that people actually lived to be enlightened. They lived to learn. They lived to work together. I mean, there was still, in, in, his, in his dream, there were still people that believed in things, but they didn't put 
those things over existence, over the planet. And they worked actually together to help each other. The, the problem with people is they have so much faith and belief in something that they forget to have faith and belief in themselves. They don't realize that the universe isn't going to do anything for you. You either, okay, it's like this. I can pray that my apartment gets clean. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, the vacuum won't move. <laughs> or I can get off my ass and vacuum my house. <laughs> I... You know, it's just that there's several things that need to go for it to happen. The politics is more important than people. Money is more important than people. God's more important than people. Oil. The, the, you can make a list of mile-long things that need to go because that's what we're fighting over. But what's going to happen is if we keep on fighting over these things, we're not just destroying ourselves. We're destroying our environment. We and, are. and the future for the, anybody and, who And the future for anyone. I mean, it's like when you go to war, you think you're just, what? You're going to blow up land and it's not going to have a consequence. And then, and then there's this hypocrisy of, okay, so one American gets killed somewhere. But if the world had the same attitude that we had, we'd be dead by now. Because we have killed more people <laughs> going to war than anybody has so far. And everyone has a right to say, you know, you Americans come into my home. You bomb us. You should be um, wiped out from existence. And if we if they go by the principle we do of one death, well, they're owed. <laughs> do you know why the jihad exists? The Muslims had jihad because the Christians and the Catholics came in and invaded their homes. The that Muslims did not come to them. And to this very day, you still have jihad because they haven't stopped. But there was a righteous jihad in the Crusades. And there was an unrighteous jihad. Now, now we're not... Well, yeah, actually we are. We're still going into their homes and we're still messing with them. Yeah, it's like even if we aren't at war, I mean, our economic policies... All these things have far greater consequences than I think anybody's perspective even allows for nowadays. And I mean, I'm only 34. You said you're 44 years old? Yeah, I'll be 44 in two weeks. Just seems like the more I realize this, uh, boy, there's just so many other things that people are focused on and can be focused on. I feel like I'm in a tailspin most of the time. Yeah. It's okay to be different. Everyone is different. Everyone is different. Everyone's black, everyone's white, everyone's Spanish. You have different cultures. Why not just celebrate the differences? But also remember, just because somebody's different, that doesn't mean they're not the same. Because we're all flesh, we're all blood, we all have the same needs. I don't care where you are around the world, you need water, you need food, you need shelter, you get sick, you die. And what's really beginning me lately is that people get kind of stupid lately. It's like somebody who told me, some college told me, said that there's a point between life and death. I go, no, you're either dead or you're alive. Your heart is either beating or it's not and you're dead. We're getting these really whacked out philosophies. And it's like, why? How is that like based on reality? It's like. Like the other day, my son was like going on. I, I put my hand on his shoulder and he goes, Dad, you know you're not really touching me. I'm like, boy, where did you get this bull? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my science teacher. I go, 
well, can I put my quantum foot up on this quantum ass? Because my hand is touching you. And, and before I know it, I kind of like put my thumb on his ear and bend him over. I go, I am real. But you're getting these science. What happened to making sense? What happened to common making sense stuff? I mean, science has gotten just as stupid <laughs> as religion. <laughs> Especially when you start quantifying like everything. One thing I have a problem with with today's science and of course, boy, people love to just put themselves into boxes right away, but I will say I'm not going to just take every vaccine of the week that comes along. Yeah. And because of that, some might say, well, you're an anti-vaxxer, and that's it. Yeah. Um, can't there be any in-between, or can't we just say, it's not even that I'm a dummy that doesn't know or believe in science, but I've been given reason to be skeptical of the medical industry. Because they make money. It's exactly. It's, and um, while we, we do want to do what, pull our weight in keeping everyone around us healthy, I also figure if these people are all juiced up on every vaccine, what do they have to worry about me being also, diseased? Also, here's the other thing. You can over-vaccinate. Here's a good uh, penicillin or penicillin or what was it? Antibiotics. Um, antibiotics. Now bugs are getting so used to immune. They're literally immune to antibiotics. We have overused antibiotics so much that now it's like, so there's some parts in Europe that don't use antibiotics for everything. They bring down the temperature, they bring down, they, they cure the effects of the infection, and they let the infection die off. But what we have here is we got a pill popping country. We, we got a pill for everything. I mean, I remember days where people used to cry. Now you got a pill for that. I remember when people used to laugh. I was watching this horrible commercial. This is horrible. Oh, if you cry hor uh, uncontrollably and all the time, we got a pill for you. If you laugh uncontrollably, we got a pill for you. Why? What? What? What harm is a tear doing? What? What harm is laughter doing? I mean, we're disturbing the peace. Oh my! <laughs> Sometimes life has a sting. Sometimes it feels great. If you say we got a pill for human emotion, what do you want us to be? Numb? Drooling, going, Duh. I don't feel anything. I don't think anything. What's wrong? Why is everybody so numb? And that board is how you build a campfire.
cool. Look at it go, isn't it pretty? Beautiful, how the flames consume the dry, dead wood. Are you going to eat all of that soup? Yeah, I thought I would. Okay. Do you hear that bird in the distance? I think it just stopped making noise, but yes. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, I guess so. I hope it's just a bird. Not some kind of crazy animal because, but luckily I'm trained in both Taekwondo and in Taekwondo, I have my yellow belt with an orange stripe. That means that the likelihood that I could snap like a bobcat in half is 17.2 times more than if I were just a white belt in Taekwondo. That's that's great, Boyd. That's that's fantastic. Do you feel do you feel like accomplished because you've achieved this level of? I am feeling a little bit hungry. I was kind of hoping for some soup. Hmm. I should have said something. I didn't get a chance to eat anything today. Thought you didn't have any lunch? Well, you ate my sandwich. You said that I would have to say something if you were going to stop. Oh, did you not want your sandwich? I guess not. Well, there you go. If we need to, we can get you something to eat. How you been? Good. Yeah? Been kind of hard with my dad in jail. Yeah, you got to be careful not to go down the same path that, that he's going, huh? My dad doesn't enjoy prison. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. You know, my dad is so big and fat that when he pees into the toilet... He pees so much that his urine actually flushes the toilet. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I really like the Nintendo game Bad Dudes. Nice. I also really like Legacy of the Wizard. I don't know that one. Hmm. I was just playing a boy in his blob this last weekend. I remember that game. I really like... How a boy in this blob has not just great music, but graphics that were kind of ahead of its time. And oh my God. that the guy finished up the game while he was in a hotel on some weekend. Uh, yeah, the game, kind of. He was working out the bugs. And what we now know as a boy in his blob. And what's kind of cool is that throughout the game, the guy is walking down various tunnels and dungeons. And I really sometimes get the song from Boy in His Blob stuck in my head. And I just kind of listen to myself. And I've come up with various variations that I think I could almost sell as rap beats, but I really wonder if there are copyright issues because it's a boy and his blob tunes. And I was really wanting to ask your opinion. Do you know anything about copyright law? Like, could I whistle the tune of a boy and his blob and, like, make rap beats from it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could. That's cool, because I really wanted to record, like, me whistling and some rap beats. A friend of mine had done that, and he sold some of his beats to the rapper Twista. Hey, I'm sure you've seen all the Twilight movies, but have you actually read the books? Can't say that I have. Have you? 
I was thinking about going to the library to get them, but I guess there's a waiting list of like at least seven people. So I I don't know. Okay, check it out. I used to get a babysitting class at the library. My mom would take me there, and I would. It was just kind of a daycare program. Hmm. It's a babysitting class, huh? We would get to choose one book and one video documentary that we would want to watch, and we had our own personal viewing stations. Interesting. I don't remember anything like that at the libraries where I where I grew up. But hmm. there was this one time that the air conditioning went out at the library, and what they had us do was they had us get on the shelves and like start blowing air around with these these really interesting cardboard boxes and they were just kind of these squares that we held and swung them through the air oh, and God. it was creating a really interesting it airflow is and the boring science delinquent I've ever met in my entire life and talking about he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem like he something I didn't know about, about but I just kind of stood there with cardboard, cardboard and I waited what is he talking about? Well, I just kind of stood there with the I can't imagine you getting in trouble yeah, ever again. Though the air conditioning I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I just kind of stood there with the cardboard and I waved it and oh, I circulated just the air in such a way just, that... Oh, I just want to go home. Have you ever listened to the band Millie Vanilli? Go to bed. Have you ever listened to the band Millie Vanilli? Sure. My dad says that they totally let him down and that they were supposed to be. So I bet you never heard of a band called Judas Priest, right? Oh, sure. They're from like the 70s, 80s. Okay. Well, guess what? Uh-huh. My dad knows a guy who was once a roadie assistant for Judas Priest just when they came to the Portland area. Interesting. Were they out here often? Dude, they came out here once, and it was like the best time of my dad's life, hearing the story about this guy getting to be friends with the roadie assistant. And, you know, I think that kind of proves that my dad has more brushes with fame than you. Maybe so. Maybe so. Some of us pursue fame. Sometimes fame comes to us. Well, one time I was in a in a restaurant and. Helena Montana, and I look over, and there is Joe Montana. You know who Joe Montana is? Quarterback for the 49ers in the 80s and early 90s. One of the best quarterbacks ever. Some people say he's the best football player ever. I couldn't tell you. But, um, yeah, there he was in Montana. There was this one time Mm -hmm. that my dad met the guitarist from Trickster. He told me that that guy was just crazy. This guy wanted to drink all night, okay? So this guy would just basically open a bottle of beer, and the next thing you knew, he was just drinking it. Of course, it, he, he didn't stop. He would just go on to the next beer and the next when beer. Hour and my dad says that this guy when was a real partier. Uh, At least he has interest in Trickster. God, is he kind of boring? quite an honor, especially for oh. where my dad comes from. Who the heck is Trickster? Because Trickster was a band that everybody really Just thought was cool. And have you ever actually listened to Trickster? $14.32 an hour without insurance. It's 
not enough to be listening to this boring shit. Have you ever actually listened to Trickster? This kid doesn't even need help. Have you ever actually listened to Trickster? I don't know the band name at all, actually. I've never heard of them. What kind of music are they? I don't know. Like, is it louder? Is it, like, rock? Is it, like, metal? What is it? I don't know. Hmm. You know what was really nice is I had a girlfriend recently, and... You know, I had friends that were teasing me saying, you know, you'll never get laid, whatever. I've laid many times. And, you know, this girlfriend, she goes to another school, so people don't believe that I actually have her. Sick of being judged that way. And even though my girlfriend goes to another school, it's a charter school, yeah, but... I'm really sick of feeling like devalued around there. And, you know, of course the girls don't pay any attention to me anyways. You know, I'm planning out my life. I'm 17 years old, right? Um, Well, actually, I really want to talk again about A Boy and His Blob because I just had the music stuck in my head. And there was this time I was playing A Boy and His Blob and I got almost to the point where you can get the treasure like way under in the sea caves if you turn your blob into a bubble. And you can turn your blob into a bubble by throwing it a cola-flavored jelly bean. Um, you feed it jelly beans so it serves oh, different functions. And I had reached a point and in the video she, game where oh, I basically sure she the treasure. I think I ran out of like tangerine jelly beans or something. Bob something wasn't going right. In your and life. watched a video of somebody playing oh, the game. Oh man, my, my right butt cheek would be like just sitting here in the, treasure. in the same position. I, I got shipped by way. I could not get past this. Why are you moving? Uh, I just, you know, just adjusting where I'm sitting. You know, I've been in this mentor program for quite some time, and my mom says it's because my dad isn't there. I mean, he's kind of in and out of jail. I talk to a lot of you guys every different week, and I don't think half of you realize that if I wanted to, I could snap you in half within 6.2 seconds because I've recently earned my upper status at the Taekwondo class that I take. But I've also watched WWF wrestling for quite some time, and I was just watching a match that had the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase and his tag team partner, Erwin R. Scheister, which they called IRS. And luckily, this is a match that happened a long time ago, so I'm sure that the damage they did to their opponents is long forgotten. But this team of wrestlers, they kind of show, you know, that money makes 30, people into jerks. And I kind of realized with how the WWF was like before, it was like a big soap opera. You talk about they would have themes within the wrestlers, and there's the good guys and the bad guys. Alright, well, I'm going to get up. I'm going to fix the fire. See how it's dying down a little bit. We need to. I didn't learn how to build a fire until I was 12 years old. That's an okay age. My dad took me camping with his brother and him and they drank something called absinthe my dad smoked something that he said was called salvia divinorum yeah it's a you know drug it kind of made me think that maybe I should take drugs cause, because it looked like my dad and my uncle were having a good time with it I don't really know how to get a hold of drugs but I don't know I, I guess drugs look like look like a lot of fun and Oh my god. Yeah, the, he thinks drugs is going to help him.
kind of looked up. Maybe they, they take drugs. Up a little bit. I don't know. It seems that drugs would be something that I could do kind of to bring meaning to my life and find out more about where I'm going, where I'm going. It would seem that drugs would be something fun, and I think I would really like to take drugs. So yeah, I decided that drugs would be something that I would do. Um, Let me fix the fire. See how I'm breaking this log over the other log? Then burning yeah. at the same time. Should come apart in here in a minute. Look how fast it's burning. Campfire, doesn't it make you feel like you takes you back to the when people the only way they had any light at night and the only way they could cook their food was by a fire, wherever they were camping. Shows a lot about how far we've come, but you know, if you think about it, we've got a long way to go too. A lot more progress out there to be made, and sometimes the progress is the wrong kind of progress. It's a tough world. I hear something in the sky, something that seems to be of epic proportion. And can you hear it? I hear the, the fire. Wait a second. Yeah, what is that? Is it the spirit of the forest? What do you mean the spirit of the forest? What is, what is that? I mean... Seems that Do a lot of people treat you as a puppet? Like, hey, you're that guy who dances. Dance! Yes! <laughs> Not that it's a bad thing. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the things about you that inspires me the most is your dancing. I'm, I always say I'm too white to dance. Yeah. I'm not. You prove that. <laughs> I proved it. Because you are the whitest dancer I know. <laughs> but I like that you feel the groove and you just go. There have been times I've just, I've been driving past or riding my bike past and I see you, you're by yourself. And you just start grooving. Don't ever lose that. That's inspiring. That's real. What I found weird is that people think they need a beat to dance to. You could dance. Say that again. You need a beat or a rhythm or a rhyme to dance to. But right now, look. I don't need anything to dance. You just do. And what happens is people are so... Oh, how to put it? We're put in this box. Yes. And we're told we've got to stay in the box. What happens if you come out of the box? So I like to dance just because I enjoy doing it. 
And what I found really awkward was I'm always around dancing, right? <laughs> anyway, you know, I found that when people slow down, the problem of problems with the world today is it's a rat race. Everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. When I remember times in the old days when people like worked from Monday to Friday and they took the weekends off and they went fishing, they went camping, they weren't always in a hurry. And I never understood the whole rush, rush, rush thing. Or what's really interesting about people is how they look at people and they say they know who, exactly who you are. Like it was funny, I was dancing outside of, uh, oh, where was it? Subway by uh, the campus. And I had a group of fans going, hey, Mike, you're wonderful. Da, 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 cool. So I started dancing to say, he's like, I'm not impressed with some homeless dude. I said, okay, who's homeless? But even if I was homeless and I'm dancing homelessly, what's wrong with homeless people? Dancing on the sidewalk, enjoying life. I mean, there have definitely been times where I've seen you dancing and I see these very boring college kids that like they, they go out of their way to either avoid you or not look and it's like you know <laughs> like what? there was this one time I'll just quickly say they were playing this music like it was some lame-o sorority that was playing really bad pop music nobody was reacting to it and then you started dancing and then the girl shut the music down right away and it was just like why? Here's a guy bringing some life to this dead, boring crowd. And you shut the music off? What's wrong with you? And I wanted to say something to her, but I didn't think she'd even grasp what I was getting at. It's about, you can't emotionally express anything without disturbing somebody's peace of mind. It's the same thing with dancing. I could be dancing on the street. And if one person complains, I have to stop. According to who? The police? To the law. Have the police but, like given you problems about dancing publicly? Yeah. What do they well, say? Well, well what, like, I had one cop like drive by and go, you're scaring people. Stop dancing. <laughs> I had one guy actually not like my dancing. This guy, I was dancing on the sidewalk, and this guy's all like, I don't want that dancing bum here. Da, 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 da. You have to, the, the point with the law is you have to respect everyone's space. Sure. And so what happens is we get a really repressed society because we're not supposed to express anger, joy, laughter. Yes. And what they're really afraid of is not the, the feeling, they're afraid of what you do. Like if you get mad and you just go punch a wall, well, why can't you just say you're mad? I can't just say, bah! But it, we're, we're repressing everything we feel so what it does is I think that repressing what you feel makes mental illness because it clogs you up on the inside it's like a volcano if you put a cork on a makeshift volcano you activate that volcano you look down the cork the cork's going to pop you an eyeball and it's going to come out anyway you can't repress what you feel you should be able to express it but the question is do you express it in a constructive manner or destructive manner but the thing is, when you deny what people feel, you deny what they think, you get people mad and they start to hate you because you're telling them they cannot feel what they feel. Yes. That's the repression. The repression is you have to control what you feel so much that you repress it to a degree that it comes out. It's better to express what you feel than not. And I didn't realize this. Somebody once told me I scare people. And I scare people because I don't care. 
I, what I'm trying to do is inspire people to live from the heart. Live from the heart and think from the head. And um, so it's really funny because I've also got people <coughs> thinking I'm high or drunk. <laughs> oh, sure. And it was really funny because when I tell people I'm not high, they're like, you're bullshitting me. I'm like, no, I'm not. Live from the heart and think from the head. And when you live from the heart and think from the head, you're feeling the things and you're thinking. You're not just being programmed to listen to everything and do everything that everyone wants you to do. Yeah, but on the note of listening, I know that when you listen to the sky, <laughs> oh, yeah. you hear that. <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> you can hear that right now, can't you? Yeah. There's also a point where you also listen to your own self. Live from the heart and think from the head. And if we keep on doing what we're doing, there won't be a future. Like 
This edition of The Spirit of the Forest was produced, edited, and recorded by Dan Crawl. A special thanks goes out to the voices in this episode, which include Michael Ambrosius, Dan Crawl, Nate Harwood, Leslie Moline, John Knight, Jim Ward, John and Solomon Crawl, and the unknown voices on a home-recorded vinyl record from 1954. <laughs> well, that's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. A special thanks is offered to Matt Kellum and the music project Veil of Secrecy. I'm Mars Dixon. Until next time, so long. <laughs> <laughs>